Well, the vetting process uh, of one Jim Leonard continues to uh, reveal itself, Rowdy. We're doing the Twitter poll today uh, that you had uh, had when it comes to Paul, Chris, and Jim Leonard. As Jim Leonard met with the media yesterday and was talking about his future with the Wisconsin Badgers following their bad loss to Washington State, 17-14. to 14. Did you happen to hear... At, Good morning, by the way, Rowdy. How are we doing today? What's yeah, I saw a few articles uh, on Twitter yesterday about uh, Jim Leonard. Did you hear the video? Speaking about uh, potentially his future with the Wisconsin Badgers. I'm going to play that momentarily. I'm going to play that. But speaking of uh, Washington State and the game that was last Saturday, I had not seen this guy, this cat, log on to uh, Twitch in quite some time. I'm glad he's back. Our guy, True Advisor. Uh, True Advisor had said this about Saturday. Uh, well, first, the question is, uh, will Benton's challenge work? Can Benton's challenge work? Will this Wisconsin team pick its head up and march forward? And the other question was, whoa, will Rowdy ever go back to Lucky's again after the fiasco that was with the <laughs> the cardinal sin that he committed of having to take a number two on a Badger Saturday downtown on Regent Street? Will you go back to Lucky's, Rowdy? Now, there was a little contentious there. We didn't know if you'd be allowed in the Luckies a couple of years ago, but will you go back to Luckies? Yeah, dodge some bullets, multiple. <laughs> Obviously, we'll be at the red zone. I clearly, mean, that's a given. Clearly, it's when I get dragged there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a given that we'll be at the red zone because, again, this Saturday, New Mexico State coming to Camp Randall, and that means we'll have the zone blitz pregame bash. I, unfortunately, will not be there, but fortunately I will be doing something else with family as my brother is getting married. But Rowdy's going to carry on the flame downtown Madison at the red zone. New Mexico State, Rowdy. The, so the Badgers lose to Washington State. New Mexico State's the worst out of the three to begin their slate. What what are the Badgers favored by? Have you seen a line yet? I haven't looked. Yeah, they're they're favored by quite a bit. I think it was thirty seven and a half. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Will New Mexico State and their quality of opponent that they are coupled with thirty seven. Ba- so a thirty seven point favorite. New Mexico State's bad. Washington State just beat the Badgers, and it's kind of one of those like whatever games. How do you think the crowd will be downtown Madison? I actually don't think it's going to be good for the uh, <laughs> establishments downtown. I mean, but there's there's a lot of things going against them this week. It's three straight weekends. Yeah, a lot of people start tough. to get tired out, you know, after those first couple weekends. Because I would say for the first two weeks, Illinois State, Washington State, especially both being 230 kickoffs, pretty decent crowds both times. Yeah, totally. Bo- both, both games. But now you have the third straight and you already lost to Washington yeah, State. Most tough. people are expecting you to be 2-0 and going in there and routing New Mexico State. A lot less people interested in going out once you start losing. Especially against, like, New Mexico you know, New Mexico State. Well, no. that's the thing, and it's not good competition. Now, Rowdy, you, I didn't party my ass off the first week. I did on Saturday against Washington State. You partied good week one, partied good week two. How is your liver and your party check? Is your check engine light on for the third game? I was also one of the people that was kind of dreading that it's week three. Three in a row. <laughs> ready for a break? But, uh, yes, ready for a break, ready for the Ohio State game. Um, also, yeah, this weekend, not going to be like the first two. 
You're not going to go balls to the wall? Go, well, I mean, it was your birthday, too. Like, we were celebrating Rowdy's birthday last Badger game. So, I mean, that's why, again, why we started getting it going. Uh, Rowdy also, you know, again, with his story, if you heard it, with the cardinal sin of having to, uh, you know, when duty calls downtown, that's tough. And then also, uh, we were on the hunt, Rowdy. Well, not we. I had mine, but Rowdy on the hunt. And uh, had, you had a good time on Saturday, didn't you? Yeah, except for just Sunday and Monday, just to... <laughs> yeah, how are you feeling today? I think I finally, I feel better finally. Like, I'm finally okay. No, I would say that uh, by tired by anymore. Monday, I was just tired. Yeah. I was surprisingly st- not hungover still. But uh, <laughs> Tuesday, I felt 100%. Also, didn't help with the rainy, crappy weather. Yeah, I know, that always gets you. I haven't looked at the weather for uh, this coming weekend. Looks fine. Oh, look at that. It, ooh, a high of 80 degrees. Now... Uh, the first week it was supposed to be good weather, then it kind of changed on us. Never really was bad. Uh, the week that just happened it was supposed to be bad weather, then kind of changed on us uh, for the good. So this week it's just got to be good. A high of 80 degrees, ready to get it going for New Mexico State. You said 37 point favorites? 37. Oof, them. All right, so speaking of the Wisconsin Badgers uh, and Jim Leonard. So I jokingly had said, what, after Scott Frost got fired from Nebraska, watched Jim Leonard go to Nebraska, and then uh, our guy Sports Pat hit me up yesterday going, oh, Scott, or uh, Jim Leonard, Nebraska. And then, you know, this is like happens every year at Jim Leonard. If there's ever openings anywhere or, uh, you know, a team's struggling, it's always, well, Jim Leonard's going to be gone. Jim Leonard's got to go somewhere. Jim Leonard's going to leave Wisconsin. Hell, he spurned the Packers. To stay with the Wisconsin Badgers. And then, uh, remember, the Packers had an open vacancy. They hired Joe Barry. But, Rowdy, was Joe Barry the Packers' first choice for D.C.? He wasn't. Who was? So, clearly it was Jim Leonard. And he spurned him. Then they kind of had to go, oh, wait, crap, who's our other guys? Oh, yeah, we have these two, three guys that we also interviewed. Um, What's the one guy's name? I don't remember. Well, oh, the him. one guy's name was Joe. Let's get him. That was easy to remember. <laughs> yeah, Joe Barry. Yeah, Joe, oh, Joe, yeah it's, like, it's almost like Stephen Barry. I remember that in the mall. Yeah, Joe Barry. I think that's his brother. All right, we'll hire him. You're, you're hired. But, oh, wait, you went 0-16 with the Lions? Ah, whatever. But if this continues on and on, I mean, we talked about uh, you know Paul Christ's seat being hot the last couple days. Yeah. What about if the Packers go into a nosedive here in the next couple of years and Aaron Rodgers hangs it up, say he hangs it up after this year and Matt LaFleur is on the hot seat and all of a sudden they come knocking for Jim Leonard to be a head coach. That's going to be even harder to turn down. Hey, Jim, Matt LaFleur's too busy uh, manicuring and, and plucking his eyebrows. Do you eyebrows. really think that Jim Leonard turns down all these jobs year after year after year, especially if they continue to get better and better? I well, I would say that the D.C. for the Green Bay Packers would be – that's a pretty big job, but I understand why he wouldn't because if you ever become a defensive coordinator for the Packers, you're automatically public enemy number one. Just ask Tom Capers. Just ask Mike Pettin. Now, some of those guys were once good at what they did and then all of a sudden got long through. I actually didn't think Mike Pettin was bad at the end. I think the Packers were just kind of having a little change there. And Pettin, Pettin was a McCarthy – well, that was a McCarthy hire – and then that you know stayed over with Lafleur. Then Lafleur had to make a change. Brought in who we have now, Joe Barry. But you're totally right, Rowdy. If there's better jobs like a, a vacancy for an NFL team, like it might not be come, Jimmy? DC. But hey, Jimmy, what if all of a sudden he starts getting offered big time college football schools head coaching jobs or NFL head coaching jobs? You can only say no for so long. Yeah, I mean, you can only sit around. Well, maybe he really truly just loves. 
Wisconsin and, and Madison and the Badgers, and he wants to stay. I'm going to play the clip for you. Here you go. Take a listen. This is Jim Leonard meeting with the media yesterday. Uh, a lot of people asking about the speculation about him leaving. I mean, I understand it. I, I don't really pay too much attention. I get a lot of texts and calls about it. It's funny. There was there was a lot of verified kind of random uh, sources out there yesterday that I that I had taken jobs. It was pretty pretty funny to see. But I mean, I've talked it a lot, man. I'm I'm comfortable here. I'm not saying that this is the place I'll be the rest of my life, but. I love this place. I love what we're doing. I like the guys and, and who I'm coaching with. So I'm not I'm not in a rush to make decisions that I think some people think I am. So um, I'm excited to right the ship. You know, coming off a loss, don't like where we're at. That's that's my focus right now. I'm not worried about anything else. And it's kind of crazy to see, you know, within the course of, of seasons, these decisions being made. Obviously, more and more year in and year out, which just adds to more and more speculation when, when games are being played where that really wasn't the norm not not too long ago. Huh. He didn't say he would be here forever. No, he said, yeah, correct. He said, let's see, let's see if I can find the correct spot here. I just want to play one more time quick. Uh... I mean, I've talked it a lot, man. I'm, I'm comfortable here. I'm not saying that this is the place I'll be the rest of my life, but I love this place. Hmm. No, that's a good answer. But he, you know, I wouldn't expect Jimmy Leonard to be the defensive coordinator until the end of time with the Wisconsin Badgers. Do you, Rowdy? No. <laughs> no. Uh, that's why I want to bring up. I'm glad we waited a little bit on the Twitter poll for you, Rowdy, because now, now we have these comments from Jim Leonard. We heard, we heard from him. We've heard the speculation. We've seen, you know, vacancies open up. We've seen, you know, people say one thing and do another. In sports, hell, it's a big thing. I want to believe Jimmy Leonard. Uh, I think he's a through-and-through Wisconsin guy. Hell, he spurned the Green Bay Packers to stay with the Wisconsin Badgers. But you're totally right, Rowdy. How long can you keep saying no to a pay upgrade or a higher job? How long can you keep saying no? It's like, And Wisconsin's not known for paying their coordinators and coaches. That's why a lot of them have left. I mean... What are we talking about here? Jim Leonard ended up talking with the media yesterday, and there was a lot of speculation. Now, in the video, Jim Leonard says that uh, people were, sources, quote-unquote, were saying that he was taking jobs elsewhere. I never saw any sources say that he took jobs elsewhere, unless he got ball sack sports, like uh, I occasionally do from time to time. I would say somebody close to him has either heard or seen something somewhere. Okay. Like and, I saw, like odds makers have Jim Leonard as a top ten candidate for Nebraska. Yeah, and uh, our guy Sportspad said, uh, "Breaking Jim Leonard seen at the local grocery store shucking corn." Therefore, mean, meaning he is going to Nebraska. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's Giannis sweet Adenicum- season. <laughs> Giannis Adenicumbo seen in Chicago. He is means he's going to the Bulls. Well, actually, he was just there, uh, <laughs> you know, taking a flight with his family. But yes, which is more likely to happen in the next four years for Wisconsin football? Rowdy, the options would be one: Paul Christ is still the head coach, or two: Jim Leonard has left the program. <laughs> so the poll is up. Go vote at Zone Madison. You can also uh, call in at six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Our guy Dominic says Jim Leonard will be the coach of the Badgers in the next two years. He did say that. I heard you say that earlier. Be the send off of Paul yeah. Christ. Uh, J eight Krebs, our guy Jordan. What's up, Jordan? Says if the Badgers let Leonard walk. They're idiots. Yep. Rowdy? But the Badgers let Leonard 
with all the with all the hype, with all the hype that he has gotten, not only from college ranks, but like we said, with Green Bay and the professional ranks, and the fact that he has uh, the Ryan brothers that stick up with him because he oh, played almost yeah. his entire career. I mean, what Rex Ryan basically said he was another defensive coordinator on the field. Yeah, and that's that's how do you think a guy. That He's now Jim NFL Jim club. Leonard ultra athletic especially for his size. But how do you dunk. think a, a a walk on that becomes an all American that all of a sudden makes it into the NFL, NFL and career. plays for a decade? Yeah. Clearly, he's very cerebral when it comes to everything, or else he probably he's doesn't that, make it. He's that, that prototype prototypical coach's kid. I'm pretty sure his dad was and. Regardless if his dad's a coach or not, well, the no, fact that the Ryan brothers put that much stock into him. Oh, yeah. He had a high stock coming out of the NFL as in when he walked into coaching. Yep. And then you see what he's done at Wisconsin. You see the Florida states of the world reaching out. You see him landing on, you know, top head coaching I mean, the Packers hires the Packers for like Nebraska, them. interviewed with the Packers. Like eight times. Well, that clearly there's be buzz for a reason. He said no to because his two defensive coordinators in his career, Rex Ryan, and why am I blanking on his name? And the other one. Yeah, the last one before Packers DC before Joe Barry. Oh, uh, Mike Fenton. Thank you. Yeah, the, wow. yeah Browns. And he's been quoted as saying, Rex Ryan's the Old Testament, Mike Fenton's the New Testament for being a defensive coordinator. Those are two pretty good minds to to be in there with. Well, and have we ever thought this that maybe Rex Ryan loves him so much because he's got good looking feet? Maybe, but he's also both of those guys. The have dude made loves sure feet. He's on their feet. roster wherever they go. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why these guys keep you know a guy like Jim Leonard around because he's good at what he does. You don't yeah. just like you just randomly fall into that position. No, like that's you're vetted, and then once you're in, you're in. It's like and you still got to think he's only been here seven years. Like he's only been coaching seven years. So, boys, or this is his seventh season. On the Twitter poll, but you could voted. probably argue that as an NFL player, he had been coaching his last five years. I mean, I think at one point he's the guy who had the dot on his helmet. I can't confirm that, but I do know that there were multiple seasons towards the end of his career where he was basically still on the team playing, not extensively like he used to, but. Almost as like, remember when they wanted to bring Jordy back as like a older guy to to uh, kind of yeah. work with the younger receivers, the kind of tutelage be a, of yeah, Jordy be, a, be yeah. a leader. Yep, that was what Jim Leonard was with Rex Ryan. Yeah, like what he stopped in Baltimore, he stopped in New York, like he was bouncing around all over Buffalo. Um, I think I think um, his brother was at Buffalo and brought him in there. Yeah, ton of, a ton of those. Like, But that's how you make it in the NFL, especially when if your abilities start to become limited as you get older, you have to do it with the mental side. It's totally. kind of like Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis figured out a way to go from an athletic receiving tight end to a I'm getting older, I need to adapt and become a blocking tight end, yeah. and I'm going to make it in this league for more than a decade. That's the same thing with Jim Leonard. For him to make it that that long in the NFL, he just in, elongated his career multiple years just for being that smart and understanding the defenses that well. Yeah. 
and now he's brought it to him with life after football. So which is more likely to happen in the next four years for Wisconsin football, my friends? Chris stays with the Badgers or Jim Leonard leaves? I will cast my vote right now. I, oh. I am, I'm torn between the two. Now, Jim Leonard did say that he's not going anywhere, but it's not going to be his forever home, essentially. Uh, he wants to right the ship. We've seen a lot of people say a lot of things that they're going to stay and they're not going to leave. And then what happens? They're gone. It's also two games into the season. And there's that. <laughs> like, they have not like, played Big Ten games yet. There were reporters that were talking to Lance Leipold yesterday about uh, being contacted by Nebraska and going from Kansas to Nebraska. It's like, dude, we're in the, we just finished our second. Yeah, just casted my vote. Oh. Jim Leonard leaves. And this is my reasoning. So my only other option is Chris still with the Badgers. Yeah. I don't think Chris is with the Badgers in four years. I don't think you that can really. That's not going to be good. I don't think you can let Jim Leonard sit there on the bench for four more seasons, especially if you continue to have six and six, seven and five, eight and four type years. Those are just eh years. Those are eh years. <laughs> At Wisconsin, you're looking Chris for. Is still here? Nine and three or better, correct? Am I wrong in that? Nine and three and better puts you in the top of the yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Ten West for the most seasons yep. and keeps you competitive with the rest of the Big Ten, like the likes of Penn State, Michigan, kind of those teams that file in right behind Ohio State. Yep. If you're not doing that the next couple of years, I don't know how you can keep so, Jim, Jim Leonard on the bench. He's going to be 40 years old here this season with all the new hires in NFL, in college, young where they're young, where they're in their 30s, Kevin O'Connell's late 37 30s, with the early Vikings. 40s. You can't keep him on the bench. He's going to leave. Yeah. So, RJ, you were saying about well, what Lance... He's also, he is also kind of young. He did spend 10 years... So, RJ, his, you said, his coaching career got a little bit... What are you saying start. about Lance Leopold <laughs> being asked about Nebraska's vacancy? Like in the presser this week. He was asked by media what his feelings on going to Nebraska. He's like, dude, it's the second game. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting ready to prepare for Houston. Well, we're on to Houston. Yeah, and so, I mean, it's already that kind of thing. But, I mean, that's also the kind of coach I think Nebraska needs to be going after, a guy who can build a culture. And, I mean, we all know it. Look at his national championships at D3. He only had one losing season at Buffalo. Uh, He already has as many wins as he did last year, this year at Kansas. Um, Interesting. But, like, it's, I think Nebraska needs somebody to just come and overhaul things to the point you get back to a culture where it was under Tom Osborne. Do you think I'm wrong on that, though? I'm voting Jim Leonard leaves because I don't see Paul Christ staying. And if he is still there, I don't think Jim Leonard is there. Well, I have a wrinkle to it coming up that I want to get to the Rowdy's thing because I think there there could be a lifeline for Paul Christ. Oh, a lifeline. But first, uh, line one, good morning. Who's this? Hey, morning. It's Corey. Hey, Corey. I uh, actually agree with Rowdy on this because um, around these parts, they don't fire guys, which is good or bad. Last guy they fired, RJ probably is the only one here that remembers it. Maybe you do evil, but Rowdy, you were just a gleam in your parents' eye with Don Morton, and that was, what, 1989? 89. Yeah, I was yep. one. I was so there you go. five. You're fired. Yeah, that was the last guy that got shown the door. Negative five. So, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So I was agree on that choice again with Rowdy that uh, it's more likely the letter will be gone. I mean, even if he is 40, what was uh, the first, uh, how old was Chris when he got his first head coaching position? 
um, at Pitt, I think. He probably he, been, he was a little bit later because he stayed at OC for a while. I would guess probably in his mid forties. Okay, I tend to look at with Jim Leonard that even if he is a little bit older, he's got a lot of cachet. Forty five. So yeah, he would have been around forty five, forty six. Okay, Leonard's got a lot of cachet with him because of his NFL experience and the fact that he was he played ten years. So I'm not as concerned that like if he gets a little bit longer in a two. Once he's now reaching my decade, <laughs> but that's considered super old because you can still somewhat relate to those that are younger than you. I mean, it's still a little bit of an alien situation, but you can pretty much relate to, you know, guys that are coming in. Yeah. But um, I would say that the, the noted way before in the show, Rowdy, is that as the guys keep calling or the, the opportunities keep coming to his door, that he's going to appreciate the opportunity nice. to coach. Yes, yes, Corey. Yes, yes. He yes, yes, <laughs> yes, he's going to really appreciate the opportunity to, uh, you know, go to the next football coach for Wisconsin banned from saying appreciate an opportunity on the podium. Or at least you get a, like a, a word count. You can only say it twice. Yeah, twice the presser. Yeah. Or you so get, you're allowed to do it with a cheeky smile. Yeah. Right. And I don't really see Chris leaving uh, leaving UW for a, a different coaching position. How old is he now? He's probably, what, mid-50s? 56. 56. So I would say it's either going to be him retiring or, or Leonard's going to be gone. It'll be one of those two, but he ain't getting fired. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just my take on that. Corey, so, we love you, brother. Yeah. Nice hearing from you. And you enjoy that left turn. I hope it happens sooner than later. <laughs> love you, too. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. Is it a left turn? Oh, yeah. That's a left turn. Uh, let's see here, line four. Uh, Wisco Chad, is that you, maybe? Good morning, gentlemen. Well, hello, Wisco Chad. What's going on? Nice to see you at Poolies last Friday, my friend. We'll be there again four to six this Friday. Uh, we'll see if we can make her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, I'll buy you a Coors Light this time. Ooh, 250, no. 250, happy hour. 250, 250, 250 happy, hour. happy hour. Happy hour. Well, uh, hey, we, I'm glad uh, we can live on the radio budget. Hey, in fact, I can buy you a rail mixer too. That's also two fifty. <laughs> Perfect. The the bar is your oyster, Chad. Whatever you want. Rail mixer, hold the mix. Yeah, just let's just do shots. Rail shots. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what do you think? What's on your mind, my brother? <clears throat> you guys are talking Nebraska. I, I in the situation they have there. I, the NIL is perfect example of how that's just killing that program. How are uh, how are you going to bring money into Nebraska? It's more dire than Wisconsin, I feel like, in that term. Well, I mean, they got the coldest to ever do it with an AC company. Yeah. So, right the air there. Air conditioning company. Yeah. Got him. Yeah. The coldest yeah. to ever do it, Crawford. Real name. Yeah. Here's a thousand bucks. The coldest. The coldest. To ever do it is his middle name, Crawford. Last name. His parents love him. That's, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even making it up. I know. And, like, part of the, part of the reason that. I even say that, or like Wisconsin still probably doesn't look like an NIL world beater, but they have Fortune 500 company, yep. you know, execs that still are quite around the globe quite a bit. Hey, we've had office. the, we've, we put it out there for Epic's owner, uh, Judy, to open up the bank account. She doesn't like sports. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, with the, what's her last name? Judy something? Yeah, Judy something. Off. Faulkner, Faulkner. yep. Open up your checkbook and give the NIL money out. Let's go. 
<laughs> Let's go. Hey, players get hurt. Epic software in hospitals. It makes sense to me. And uh, I mean, Chad, you, I'm sure you have Epic software at your place of business. No, we don't. Whoa. We don't. Oh, sorry, Judy. <laughs> Oof, You're not helping my case of Judith Faulkner right now, Chad. And in fact, they lost the bid. So you're really not helping the case now of Judy and this NIL money. I know. I know. Well, I mean, it's still 140 million Americans have it as their electronic record. That's so, Chad. Let me ask country. you. Enough with that, Beck. Uh, Chad. Paul Chris, next four years. Paul Chris with the Badgers or Jimmy Leonard leaves? What's more likely to happen? I think that at some point here, if Paul Chris keeps up, like you said, the six and fours, that there is going to be a discussion and Jimmy Leonard will be taking over. Paul Chris will not be fired. He will transition into another role. Mm. A la, you know, Ted, Tom- mm-hmm. Ted Thompson kind of. He's asleep at the wheel. Let's just have him push forward a little bit here. Huh. Special consultant. There you the go. There you go. An opportunity yeah, consultant, I, and he appreciates the job. I, I, Head coach emeritus. Well, see, the part of the problem I still think is like Paul Chris was a pretty decent offensive guy. What it seemed like he could commit full time to running an offense. Have it's we like, soured on Chris? Is everyone soured? Like we're already like, do we still think he's a good offensive mind? Well, for some reason, is this just happening right now? When oh, he was when he was the OC prior to leaving for Pitt, like, I like Chris. he was seen as like a quarterback guru, like a really good offensive coordinator. Correct, RJ? Like yeah. that that was his thing. When he came back and made it to Wisconsin after the the Pitt days, he came back, made a lot of quarterbacks better than what they were. The offense was pretty good, but since then, hasn't there been a lot of? Who's calling the plays? Is Joe Rudolph calling plays? Why are we is punting? Bobby Ingram calling plays? <laughs> why are those guys calling plays if Paul Christ is supposed to be so good at it? Yeah. I don't know why you would delegate that role if you're good at it. Why are we yeah. punting down it's, 10 it's to not Minnesota? Like Matt LaFleur is this offensive coordinator that now becomes a head coach. It's not like he goes, hey, Hackett, why don't you start calling plays for him? He goes, no, no, no. I'm still the offensive coordinator, but with the head coach title. I'm calling the freaking plays. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Chad. No, I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Chad, we well, oh, there. We go. We love you, Chad. We'll talk later, okay, buddy boy. See you guys. Mm-hmm. Now, if, if if some of the I guess I the argument for the him giving I guess assistant coaches play calling duties or more duties is is to keep them around and you know I guess more make them happy. I I don't care. Uh, am I wrong in that? I want the best guy doing it. Yeah. And if I think Paul Christ is the best guy doing it, doing I don't it. care who your it. offensive coordinator is. Yeah. In my opinion, if we're going to look at this in the Green Bay Packers kind of light, Matt LaFleur is the play caller. I don't care if Hackett is the head coach with the Denver Broncos or if he wants to play fake offensive coordinator with the Packers. Guess what? I don't think that's really going to affect is, the offense. Is Adam Stenovich now the yeah, fake OC? Exactly. Like, if you were to poll 100 Packer fans, would they know that Adam Stenovich is the offensive coordinator? Yeah. Line. Same thing with Getze. I don't care that he went to the Bears for an OC yeah. because he got looked over for the OC job in Green Bay. Whether he was the OC or the quarterback's the coach, guess what? Matt LaFleur is calling the plays. Yeah. He's the offensive coordinator. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. I don't care. I'm glad that the best guy is doing it. Let's go uh, line three. Good morning. Morning. How are you? I'm 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 great. Yourself? You know I'm doing well. You know what, man? Who, who is this, by the way? Who is this? 
Oh, it's Michael and Madison. Hey, what's up, brother? What's up? How are you? I'm doing well. Doing great. Good. I didn't know who so, it was at first. I was caught off guard uh, for a second there. Michael, my problem. man, what's going on? So, it's but it's just like Arians. You know that Arians in uh, Tampa Bay moving up to the office. You know, consultant. You know, do you think you you think Paul Chris could go, actually go into that role? I don't. I, yeah. I think it was more tongue in cheek, I mean, but I don't. Essentially, that you just move up in the athletic department and you're not really doing anything. We, yeah, you I, know, I, I you don't think they do that though. Would you do that? Would you do that? You get a paycheck from the university. Why wouldn't you? It seems I'd take bad. It. Yeah, yeah, why not? You're yeah. getting paid to why do not? nothing. That's yeah. You know, you know what though? I'm just not totally convinced that he knows even what to do with Graham Mertz because I, I see a lot of good out of Graham, and see some bad as well. Yeah, but more good this but, year. So I've seen a lot of good out of Graham this year, yeah. but it doesn't seem like he's calling the right plays. And if he's not calling the plays, then who's calling the bad plays, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's the big argument. It, maybe he can call the plays, but maybe he's just not doing it. But I agree. Why would you delegate that down to someone else if you're the the genius on the team and calling offensive plays? Yeah, it makes no you sense. Know? Like, go back to Minnesota last year when they lost. Uh, they're, they're punting. What was it? Was, was it like down 10? Was it like five minutes left or whatever? And they're punting. It's fourth down territory. Yeah, and like the axe is on the line. Your, your future's on the line here. Yeah. And then the, I forget who it was that jumped off sides or whatever. So they, you know, then they went for it. But Paul Chris started bitching out whoever <clears throat> was. Uh, I forget the coach he was bitching out, but he was like, why are you calling that play? It's like, well, you're the head coach. Yeah. Why didn't you if know I'm that? I'm the head coach and, and my assistant is calling plays and we go to punt from the opponent's 30. I'm running down the field, pushing the assistant over saying, I'm calling plays now. Yeah. You're in the back. Yeah, get off the done. field. You get go back up to the booth. Yeah. It's me now. Well, Michael, you're making you're making too much sense here, brother. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, I yeah, I, I like to say I could coach, but you know, let's shift to this. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think happens the next four years? What's going to happen? Chris stays or Leonard's gone? Uh, honestly, no. I think I think Chris stays, but I think that they. I I, I really do because I think a lot of people like him. I, he's a likable guy. Yeah. But and I like him myself. But I think that I think that some freaking delegation needs to happen, man. He, you know, he needs to maybe grow up a little bit and be like, hey, you know, I'm just going to start calling plays because obviously who I have doing it, or if I'm having someone do it half the game, it's obviously not working. You know, like I, maybe I'm giving someone a, a a torch for half the game to say, hey, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you call some plays, and it's not working. So Paul, call the plays. Yeah. And yeah. and on the on the Nebraska front. Uh, that's not a Scott Frost problem. That's a Nebraska problem. Uh, they can't recruit like they used to. The NIL screwed them up even more. Yeah. And they're just they're just Nebraska. <laughs> I, they, they they find they find ways to lose games. You remember the Iowa game last year? Yeah. They I mean come on like it, it, they find every possible way to lose a football game. So have a good day, guys. Hey, see you later. I appreciate the call, man. Keep them coming. Good stuff, Michael. Yeah. Good stuff. I I will say this though. When you get that close with that many one-score losses, it's not the team that ends up losing those. It's the, hey, we just went up two scores. I'm going to onside kick it here. It's the coaching staff who ends up. The coaching staff was a lemon, RJ. Being the reason you lose those one-possession games. That was rotten corn. I think one of my biggest concerns outside of the coaching because this could also impact some of the plays and and some of the not only plays and how they result, but also the play calls in general is mm-hmm. the last probably five years 
the offensive line that has always been good hasn't been as good as advertised. No. And it, what the F happened there? They learned how to there? pass block. They just can't run block. Like, what has, what has happened there? Yeah. Know. What, what all of a sudden happened? Because when you think of Wisconsin Badger football and you think of the running backs and the big offensive linemen going back to, you know, the early Barry Alvarez days, what has happened I mean, all of a sudden right, in I, the past five got, years that didn't happen 25 years before that? Yeah. A lifeline for Paul Chris. I'm not saying Paul Chris needs a lifeline. I, I'm, I'm thinking though people are well, souring. I mean, like people are souring a little bit. And who wants to be a millionaire? You get three lifelines to begin with. You don't have to use them. Phone a friend. 50-50. and pull the, pull the audience. audience. Well, right now I'm going to phone a friend for Paul Chris. And that friend would be the college football playoffs. In as little as two years, there potentially could expand to 12 teams. What have we been clamoring about as Wisconsin football fans? We want desperately to get into the college football playoffs. Let's say by 2024, as late as 2026, the college football playoffs expand. In this four-year time frame we're talking about, which is more likely to happen, Paul Chris stays or Jim Leonard leaves, what if in two years... We expand the 12 teams in the college football playoffs. Wisconsin finds a little more rhythm again and is one of the... Now, they'll be a... Uh, what? They won't be an at-large team because they probably won't... Ohio State will probably be like winning the conference. They'll be invited into the college football playoffs as that next little four, group of four. Yeah, but you're, gonna be, you're definitely going to be a top 10 team if you finish in second in the Big yeah. Ten. Unless it's some weird year where the, the Big Ten with Ohio State has like two or three losses... And, you so, know, the other team is sitting with like three and they, but yes. Here's how it works. The four highest ranked conference champions will be seated one through four with each receiving a first round bye. Teams seated five through 12 will play each other in the first round on either the second or third weekend of December and the quarterfiles, yada, yada, yada. So it's conference champions. And then they, the at-large teams you get in. Yeah. What if Wisconsin makes it? In this four-year time frame we're talking about to the college football playoffs, are then we as Wisconsin football fans saying, okay, we did it. Paul Chris got us to the college football well, playoffs. Well, we're not going to be having these type of discussions, but I just want to remind be a you lifeline? of this. If they expand it out to 12 teams, when is the last year that Wisconsin would have qualified? 2019. Yeah. That was before COVID even happened. <laughs> That season was completed before COVID shutdowns ever occurred. It's been a minute. It has. We've been talking about a lot of seven and five, eight and four type teams since. I, I don't know. If, if he, he, if to, he continues. Let's the 12th team in. Let's see, just squeak in. No, no, I'm saying if he continues to coach the way that they've coached, oh, if they continue to down. play that the way that they play, this will never be a discussion because they're never an eight and four team, RJ, yeah. unless you're from the SEC and your name's like Alabama, is never going to be in the top 12. So, I mean, like, that, name a team that could go eight and four and be ranked 12th. It's like Alabama with I Nick mean, Saban. And it'll be like, well, they actually didn't want to play this weekend. So, this week, something happened, and that week. Even with the 12 teams, Roddy, you're saying right now Wisconsin has been trending down yeah, anyways. there's no 8-4 so team a 12, that's ever in the top 12. So obviously they're not getting in the top four of how it is now. If there is 12, 
Right, the play so far as has been trending won't even get them in because they're not good enough to be the be, twelve. It wouldn't be close. Imagine if they somehow finish eight and four, nine and three this year, and they win the West in a in a mucked up West where it's nobody's good. Iowa can't score touchdowns. Nebraska fires their coach. Minnesota just isn't quite ready. Like it's just a bad Big Ten West, like we see a lot of years. And say they win it at eight and four, nine and three, get slaughtered <laughs> by Ohio State, lose some games that they shouldn't have lost. Like watch Wisconsin football before. Ugly in said games, like maybe they have a couple more bumps in the road, like a couple more Washington States, but they come at the hands of like Purdue or someone like that. Yeah. That's not a team that anyone thinks they're going to be in the top twelve. That's a team that's lucky to be in the top twenty-five. So six highest ranked conference champions and six at-large teams. See, this is why I honestly think that especially once you bring UCLA and USC into the Big Ten, scrap the effing divisions. One division, <laughs> top two records, division play each rule other. Them all. Enough with this West. It's, another, it's just like the freaking Brewers and, and saying we made the postseason the five years in a row and we're looking to do it six. Yeah, you, they expanded the playoffs. When you play in the Big Ten West, guess what? If Penn State or Michigan was in the Big Ten West, they'd be playing in the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State yes, yes, and having the opportunity yes, to get yes. slaughtered every single year. And it the, wouldn't be Wisconsin. And the They're dark. playing in the lesser division. They would have made them. it four times in the college football playoff era and it been 12 the whole time. Man, uh, let's go up. Yes, what? They had 20, oh, line one. 2019. Good they had the 2017 one year. Second. Like, they had some good seasons, but those have all been Four, 14, 16, pre COVID. 17, and 19. Pre COVID. Line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, it's Michael. I got to chime back in. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I love hey, it, dude. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Not, let's go. You're not calling twice. You're not listening. That's, right. You've heard the promo. <laughs> heard the promo. Actually, so, it's four for Polly, but yeah. But yes, Michael, yes. But yeah, but he stole the words right out of my mouth if you you got to consider usc ucla being in there as well so they're not going to go anywhere with that with that mindset you got to think as well if you usc and ucla are going to join obviously the big 10 and the sec are going to be like the afc and the nfc there's yes. going to be two conferences everyone knows that it's going to yes. be two conferences who else is going to join these conferences are we are we going to get more power teams to join these conferences usc is going to be good for a while now that they got lincoln riley i think everyone knows that i think that he's you know, he's going to get their defense right here in the next couple of years. Their offense is – I think their offense can hang with anyone. I think you guys can agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally. And so, Caleb Williams will be there at least one more year after this at season. At least. At least. And if they're paying him, which they are – Five he million, jumping off point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in all honesty, if he's winning championships or he's winning uh, bowl games and they're paying him NIL, why wouldn't he stay three more, you know? Well, let me ask you, Michael, before I let you go. If the, once they do go to twelve, if Paul Chris were to sneak in there as the twelve team or whatever, will you then feel better about the Wisconsin Badger football program, or is it, yo, dude, they just opened up more teams, we're still going to get slaughtered? Uh, no, I feel better. Okay, all right. No, okay. I, I like because because I like the opportunity, the chance. You appreciate That's, the opportunity, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> Michael, good stuff <laughs> yeah. again, man. Good stuff, brother. Good to see you. See you. <laughs> But, but wouldn't you say the same thing? You feel better about the Milwaukee Brewers the, since 2018 because they've made it to the postseason, so they give you a but little what bit they of do? hope, but yet they still get smacked? They expanded the postseason, and then they got smacked. 
Like, if they somehow squeak into the postseason this year, you know that the owner in the front office are going to say, We've never seen the Badgers hey, in that situation. Hey, we just made it a fifth straight year. You know, this is what we do. Blah, 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 blah. But do you expect them to win when they get there? Yeah, but that was like the fifth time they've done it. The Badgers have never done it. You know I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, but they've won. They've been ranked in the top 12 quite a bit under Paul Christ since he'd taken over. They just we never had the opportunity seasons. to appreciate them getting spanked in the playoffs. Exactly. So you'll feel a little bit better. Yeah. But then, but then the second time it happens, the second the time it round. happens, and you're like, well, I've seen. Mitch, you're a smart cat. We have a Twitter poll. Which happens first in the next four years? Paul Christ is staying with Wisconsin, or Jimmy Leonard has left? Oh, that's a, that's a great poll. She said. Um, man. Uh, I mean, you can think about it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll send you the answer. Send me an answer on the on the Facebooks. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's, that's a rowdy question. Is it about is it about fifty fifty right now? Uh, it's uh, majority over seventy percent going with uh, Jimmy Leonard's gone. He's left. Yeah, I guess a gun to the head. The proverbial second, gun to the head. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Water gun. Um, that's what I'd go with too. <laughs> Mitch, we love you, buddy. Well, hey, yes, real quick. Uh, yeah. Awesome to see you Saturday at the uh, Red Zone. I, how old is your? Is that your niece, by the way? Yes, she's in eighth grade. Ah, that explains the dirty looks and the. I'm looking like I'm having no fun. Did she have a good time at the game? Well, the game sucked, but. No, what's what's funny is you know last year uh, she was really actually in a bad mood. But this year she was in a really good mood, but she's like. I'm meeting those radio guys again, so I got to act emo like I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> so that this year it was all an act, and she no, she had a great time. Well, we went out to eat afterwards. She was great yeah, at acting. Yeah, well, right. Mitch, awesome, yeah. awesome to see you, brother. Good times. Yeah, you too. See you, buddy. Oh, Benjamin. Mm. Jim Leonard has left, or Paul Christ is with the program the next four years. What happens? More, which was more likely? I think you guys are missing a third option here. I don't think so. Both. It's too easy. Then but, everyone was hit both. It's too but easy. it's the most likely option here. When no, you no, look no. At, Pick between the two. What's more likely to happen? Yeah. I think both will. Pick between the two, not your third. I mean. Then we'll get to your third, oh. which is probably more like the most likely. I, Paul Chris started coaching for Wisconsin in 2015. Four years from now, that'll be a, a full 10 years more if you include the fourth year. I would say Chris, uh, because I mean, how long, how many coaches have we seen stay at Wisconsin for 11 years, right? Also, do you factor in the, in potentially two years, the college football playoffs will be expanded. I mean, that's their hope by 2024. Could Wisconsin, if they start turning more up, sneak in as the 12th team or better, and that would essentially have Paul Chris stay be longer. They could. I don't know. Their schedule is going to get a lot harder starting in that year. Yeah given what's happening with the Big Ten and college football. They play Alabama that year, too. So, And the year after, I believe. Hell yeah. Let's so. go. I mean, hey, got to take on the big boys. And Nick Saban's going to be in Alabama until he's like 80. No, I think Nick Saban will retire before that. I could see him he, on the He almost is 80. I could see him with an oxygen tank and a wheelchair on the side. I'm pretty sure he signed his extension. Oh, he's 70. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just signed an, an extension ageist. that would take him to pretty close to 80. Yeah. I... There's a good chance Saban is not the coach there when they come to Madison. I don't think that'll that would have might, much that might a, bold that could possibly bode well for the Badgers. It'll it won't hurt. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think it. I, Alabama will still have that talent that they have, so yeah. that's an inherent disadvantage. But no, Saban is more positive. Yeah. I'd say. 
I don't know. It's tough. We'll talk I, more. We'll talk about your third cop thought answer in a second here. Uh, line three. Good morning. Who's this? Hello. Yeah, you got your Maytag man. Whoa! What's up, brother? Hey. Long time no talk. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, nice, cool guitar, by the way. Eddie Van hey. Halen would be proud. Dude, that uh, that, that was a lot of fun. So wasn't uh, that, wasn't that your third time trying to get the paint right for the Eddie Van Halen yeah. Frankenstein it guitar? Was, it was. We uh, yeah, the the paint kept pitting on me, and I. I had ended up finding a different technique, so that's uh, that's what we went with. But hey, yeah, we, we finally got it up and running. Way to see it through, brother! And it and it sounds really nice. Hell it yeah. it sounds really cool. So I, I'm I'm really stoked about it. Um, so what's what's this poll question again? Which one happens first? Which is more likely to happen uh, in the next more li- in the next four well, years? Paul Chris stays with the Badgers, or Jimmy Leonard is gone? Well, I, I'm going to kind of go with Ben not where the cop-out answer. it's not so much a cop out no answer. one, I no think one the did the cop out answer today until crap. Ben came in here because oh, sorry, I, I think I think the wording is junk it should be what is more likely to happen first yep because well, I you guys I really are looking, you guys think, look into the easy answer it's it's not it's never it's life not, isn't it's easy it's not the easy answer I think what's going to end just up don't think. Is, it's both of your guys generation it's the Gen that, Z and it's, it's the, the Gen, Gen Xers you guys want the cop out with these people yeah, letters yeah I'll give the boomers credit at least sometimes they'll take on the hard a hard <laughs> task just like us millennials yeah. you I Gen Zers and Gen Xers lazy lazy good for nothings. Yeah, yeah, Gen Xers, lazy, good for nothing. The one that came up with all the really good music. Yeah, all right, uh-huh, whatever. Uh, no, but I, I really think they happen almost simultaneously, right? Where I, I really think Jim Leonard's going to get he's going to get offered a job at a big time school, and they're going to have to move on from Paul Christ almost simultaneously, or they're going to move on from Paul Christ to get Jim Leonard, and Jim Leonard's going to be like, eh. I got a better offer down down here at you know wherever uh, LSU. Hell, maybe he'll take over for hey, Brian Kelly. Hey, we, and, we and jokingly said Jimmy Leonard at LSU earlier today. Yeah, but yeah, I mean you can't spell LSU without an L, right? Yeah, we said because Jim Leonard had a <laughs> you can't. He had a, a, a interview yesterday, and RJ like, did he just pick up a Southern accent? Yep, that means he's going to LSU. Brian he's, Kelly. Yeah, he's going to LSU or he's going to Arkansas or. Hey, Oddsmakers yeah, have him top ten for Nebraska. That ain't happening. Though. Hey, we we're we're making fun of LSU and we're making fun of Brian Kelly here, but both of those schools and coach have been in more college football playoffs in the last five years than Wisconsin's ever been. It's true. I mean, that, that is true. Now, granted, Brian Kelly got absolutely throttled in the playoffs, but you know, hey, hey and Brian Zach, Kelly could come to Madison, become the head coach, be careful. and speak in a southern dialect. Oh, he'd pick and up a I northern draw. He'd pick up his O's or longer. love him if he got him to a college football playoff. Well, here's the thing. I don't think uh, <laughs> LaFleur, I don't think LaFleur wants Brian Kelly anywhere in this state. I, I don't know if you guys know about uh, about that situation back where were they? He was Western a quarterback or whatever. Coach oh yeah, they made him. The, they made him be valet. The championship. They had the park cars yeah, for free. Yeah. He was, right? Yeah. He's like, hey, you guys need to come to the party that I'm having, and it and it was him and um, uh, Salah, right? Or, or yeah, Salah, Salah. Salah. 
and uh, yeah, he's like, hey, you guys are invited to the party, and they show up dressed all night, and then he made him be valets like, yeah, and park everyone's car for free. Are, you guys are parking cars. Yeah, I actually like this angle more. I think I might be on the <laughs> get Brian Kelly to Madison train just to push Lafleur to actually win something. Thirteen and three is nice, but I kind of want the trophy at the end of the year. Is he? That, yeah, I, I agree. Or, uh, Zach, uh, I know you're not lazy. Uh, you just made an awesome Andy Van Halen guitar, and you have, like, ten kids, so I know it takes a lot of work. You know, if you don't wake up tired, you're, you're doing something wrong. We love you, brother. Nice hearing from you. Don't be a stranger. Love, love you guys. We'll see you. I just figured it out. I got my next coach, Brian Kelly. And he's Even though get, he just arrived in LSU. He's got to get a Wisconsin accent now. Line three I or want four. the Southern accent still up in Madison. <laughs> Line four, good morning. All right. Oh, here we my go. Hey, Dave. My, my generational answer to the damn question. Oh, the Zach. boomer generation. Are you, are you a boomer or are you a... I don't know what that. I don't pay attention. Uh, I, all I know is I rule, and that's just... In my world, you do as I say it, and uh, if not, you, you suffer the consequences. What are those consequences? Now, first, first of all, Zach, you are lazy. You had 10 kids. That means you weren't doing anything else. <laughs> Here's the this is the Giannis breakdown. Having too much kids, not training. Are you saying are you saying having ten kids is lazy because you're too busy fornicating? Is that That's what you're saying? Right. Procreating? You, you don't you don't have time like Giannis. If you spend less time making babies out shooting trees, you might you, you <laughs> hey, might, by you the might way, be able to. You gotta, Dave, by the way, he was yeah. playing in like those FIBA world things yeah. with uh, Greece. He was like Who on cares? fire Yo, from dude. three. I don't know yeah. if it, if it I was think just he got, one. I think he got ejected from yeah, the game. Yeah, like a yes. one-off game, but he was on fire. Uh, Dave, he Who was ejected. Giannis was ejected and uh, as Germany eliminates Greece. And rumor yeah. was Giannis wanted to get to practice having his third kid. That's why he got ejected. He wanted to get off the court. Early. Yeah, he was seven for seven from threes in the World Cup qualifiers. Wow. And he, won't be, he won't hit seven all year. But to answer the whole question... All you had to do is listen last night to uh, one of the sports stations' uh, letters, comments. Oh, I played him earlier today, like three times. Thanks for listening. That that, that guy's gone. Letters, letters, but that question is easy, people. So I'll make it easy for all you young people who can't answer a damn question. Like Ben, letters out of here within four years because if you heard his answer last night, listen to him. He he's out of here within two years. He will not be on the Wisconsin staff. He's going to be taking his uh, like Paul Chris did. He knows he has to leave Madison before he can come back to Madison. But no, Christmas, no. I mean, uh, let, let her, oh, I'll, I'll, play, I'll I, play it right now. Dave. I'm with you, Dave. I think that that Jimmy G-Dave. Leonard G-Buddy, timeline is kind of like around two years. If if they don't move right, in two years, I, I'm i with you. Right, here, here it is. Here's, here's Jimothy Leonard. I mean, I understand it. I, I don't really pay too much attention. I get a lot of texts and calls about it. It's funny. There was, there was a lot of verified kind of random uh, sources out there yesterday that I that I had taken jobs. It was pretty pretty funny to see. But, I mean, I've talked it a lot, man. I'm, I'm comfortable here. I'm not saying that this is the place I'll be the rest of my life, but I love this place. I love what we're doing. I like the guys and, and who I'm coaching with, so I'm not, I'm not in a rush to make decisions that I think some people think I am. So, I mean, Jim Leonard, let's be honest with ourselves. He's not going to be Wisconsin's defensive coordinator until the end of time. Like, that's not happening. He's eventually going to go somewhere else. Right? Right? Or retire. I don't see him retiring. Yeah, that answers exactly (laughs) what I expected to hear. Yeah. We haven't learned anything new. He's probably going to move on, and then in the future, 
whenever it may be, when Chris is done, he's going to be the head coach. Would you? I agree with Dave though. If they don't make the change, so he's going to wait till Paul Chris is done. If they don't make the yeah. change to Jim Leonard in the next couple seasons after this year, oh, I feel like he's going to have to go somewhere else before they can bring him back. Sure, but the end result is still the same. He's still going to be Wisconsin's head coach. Eventually, at some year, future, later from now, he'll be the coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. Fuller messages in and says, does Dave want to make a bet about Giannis over seven threes on the season? I'll gladly take the over. Yeah, I'll do that by like the first like three games. <laughs> Line two, who's this? Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Hey, do you think Iowa could beat Wisconsin or vice versa? Do you think Wisconsin could beat Iowa? I think uh, at this point, Wisconsin's offense looks a hell of a lot better than the Iowa offense. Yeah, Tommy, we're going to find out on November 12th at Kinnick yeah, Stadium. Maybe things will change, but as of the weekend here, I would say that Wisconsin's not a sure winner against anybody. But anyway, well, I, mean, I just want to mention uh, baseball because I know you guys are in. No, we're going to get the baseball, Tommy. We're going to get the baseball. Cool out. But yeah. I decided when I called him yesterday and he wouldn't answer the phone for me. When was that? Yeah, well, you got some paid guest on, or Rowdy's giving his rap, or whatever. Yeah, I know. Priorities. Unbelievable, anyway, Tom. I would always I answer for you. And I was going to say, if the Brewers can win these two from the cards, I've got both feet back on the bus. I know. I hey, know. they got one under the belt. And they did good yesterday. Bullpen game, Tommy. Got it but done. That was such a weird game to play, a double bullpen game, I guess it was. I mean, having our guys, our first guy pitched a third of an inning, I mean... Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't like that strategy, but it worked. So they, they were hitting Let's the ball. Let's see your time. Here, you ready for this? Matt Bush, Peter Strzlecki, Luis Perdomo, Brad Boxberger, Hobie Milner, Justin Topa, Taylor Rogers, and then the Raptor himself, Brent Suter, to finish things out. It's so weird. But uh, they were hitting. You know, that's what made the difference. Perdomo the longest, going three innings. They would have got cream. Yeah, and that was weird you let him go along because he's been pretty terrible lately. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, we win tonight. I'm double feet on the bus, man. I, Tom, if we, here's the sad thing, though. Even with the win, now I know we moved up to, what, they're eight games behind the Cardinals. They're still two behind the Padres because the Padres win again for the final wild card spot. Usually these schedules they have, at least isn't in football where they usually play all your division opponents right at the end, at least one more time. And here um, we got, we're not playing the Phillies or the Padres, the guys that we're worried about. And then the Cardinals are only playing three more games. So, oh, well. But uh, and we're playing the Yankees. Yeah, the Yankees this weekend, Tommy. Yankees and Mets back to back, like Miami or somebody. I don't know. Anyway, we've got a tough schedule, but can they do it, Tom? If we can do it today and we keep that momentum going, you got to have your feet on the bus anyway, as it drives over the cliff. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, Tom. You got it, Tommy. I'll hold hands with you. That's all I got. All right. Much love, Tommy. See you, buddy. I don't know. Both feet on the bus as it drives off the cliff. Yeah, I mean the Brewers. That's a good. That's a big. It's win a big for the win. Brewers. It's a, a good win game. for the Brewers. I mean, were you really anticipating getting a win with a with a bullpen game when the other team was throwing out their Jordan Montgomery, who has pitched extremely well since coming over from the Yankees? And oh yeah, by the way, he throws left-handed. Which Brewers are terrible at hitting lefties. And they have not really put more than three runs up on the board in any consistent fashion against left-handers this season. Well, they got to Montgomery right away. And it also helped that uh, the Cardinals did have an error in there that uh, hurt Montgomery. But, yeah, they ended up getting six runs, four of which were earned. That's a good win for the Brewers. But the unfortunate part is they've digged themselves such a hole that San Diego won, won, the Padres won. 
the only team that you made up ground on was the is Cardinals. the Cardinals, and you're seven games back with only seven? three yeah. games left with the Cardinals. Now, Judas. tonight, you look at that game, and it's it's Wainwright versus Burns. Well, you got to figure, well, it's your ace. On paper, Corbin Burns is better, but, but Adam Wainwright is really good at home, and he's been good for a long time. Would I be surprised if the Brewers lost a 3-2 to two game tonight? Absolutely not. Would you be surprised Would I if be they surprised won? if they won a three to two game tonight? Absolutely not. You got your one game. I, I honestly looked at this and thought bullpen game white flag, especially against the lefty. I thought, yeah, you're probably uh, feeling decent about yourself if you walked away with a split in this this two game series. But you got you got an opportunity here to to sweep the two game series, and I know it's not the biggest of deals in the division because you'd only be down six games. But the momentum that w- that would give you heading into a a weekend that is the the New York Yankees for three, oh, and then right buddy. after that you roll into oh, the Mets for three. Buddy. Those are two teams that are leading their divisions that are clearly playoff teams. Brewers do not have an easy schedule. No. moving forward, the Cardinals don't they have the easiest on paper for the rest of the season, especially in that division? Yeah. But look at Milwaukee. I mean, going into this series, you had two with St. Louis. Three at home with the Yankees, three at home with the Mets, four on the road against the Reds, who you have not played well against. Then it's two at home against the Cardinals again, four at home against the Marlins, who are garbage. And then you finish out the season with three at home against the the Diamondbacks, who all of a sudden the last month have been playing decent baseball. Smacked around the Brewers last time. Ever since they brought up a lot of the young kids uh, post-August, a lot of their bigger, uh, highly rated prospects, they've been playing some pretty decent baseball. But... That's a that's a lot of tough games against so, teams that are playing well. Rowdy, I'm looking at 5:38. Now they're not the you know they do predictions and sometimes they're off on things, whatever. But it's you know it's math, it's numbers. Uh, let's see here. The Cardinals now have a uh, 97 percent chance of winning the division. The Brewers have gone down to a obviously three percent chance of winning the division and 39 percent chance of making the playoffs. We have this. It's been a slow slide as we've been checking in on 5:38. Once. Um, was 60 something percent a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a little longer than that. And now down to 39% to make the playoffs for the Milwaukee Brewers, finishing with a predicted record of 87 and 75. Well, I think it was when we were at um, Padres, 74% chance of making it. It was either when we Phillies, were at 87%. Coachman's for a golf outing on August 5th or the week after that next Friday where we were talking and I said, dude, jump on the Brewers not to make the playoffs plus 150. It's only those odds have only cratered down. And if you are on the the side of Brewers not making the playoffs, your odds have not not gotten any better there. Are you still fading Craig Timber? Yes. So the Brewers are seven and six in September. And if you have bet against the Brewers every single day on the money line, you are still in the black. Really? Look at that. Fading Craig Timber. With, and that's with a six and seven straight up record if you're betting against the Brewers. Brewers seven and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we do have a question here, Rowdy, as you are now uh, obviously an Atlanta Braves fan, swearing up your Brewers allegiances um, after the trade of Josh Hader or a couple, a little bit after that. The King on Twitch has a question Will Nelson cheer for the Milwaukee Brewers to win when they play his division rivals out of the NL East, the New York Mets? as the Braves right now are a half game back of first place in the East. Will you cheer for the Brewers to beat the Mets so your Braves can hopefully get a little ground and maybe get up on the East? 
I don't think it matters if I cheer for the Brewers against the Mets. Just because they're in? Uh, no, I'm like, can they beat the Mets? Well, King's wondering if, will you cheer for the Brewers to win when they play the Mets? Sure. I've been cheering for the Brewers to win every single day since 2001. But you're a Braves fan. Unfortunately, they've let me down more times than they've uh, come through. But you're fading Craig Timber and a Braves fan. Still hope for they to win and then bet the other way. <laughs> it's a confusing. We got to navigate. It's tough. I get it. But yes, uh, Rowdy, you should wear your, where's your Braves hat and your Braves shirt? You wore your Braves home. shirt the other day. I want to see your Braves hat again. That thing was pretty nice. Yeah, the King sent Rowdy a Braves hat and a Braves shirt. By like, the way, King, you got me an extra large. I'm not an extra large guy. Actually, it doesn't fit the worst, though. You've been working out. You've been pumping iron lately, you know? A little long. It's the, the, the issue is with length. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Kinger sent uh, Rowdy a Braves hat and a. Is Orlando Arcia? It, it was. <laughs> Orlando Arcia, my favorite player. <laughs> All right, 608 321 Twitter zone, Madison. Brewers, Cardinals, 645 today. Going to be a good one. Uh, Wayno and Burns on the mound. Uh, yesterday, I. I didn't know how to feel about a bullpen game, but it, it seemed to work out for well, them. The, now what happens today? Let's say if Burns starts getting dusted up a little bit or something. The reason why it worked out is because the offense came through with a ton of runs. Yeah. Like, if you would have snapshot that game after three innings and you're sitting there going, oh, God, the bullpen gave up four runs right away, it doesn't look as good. But the offense came through and put up a big number for them. What happens if Burns gets a little touched up today or, you know, something happens? What are they going to do with the bullpen? I mean, like literally everyone was used. Don't you think, though, if you're a team in playoff position or competing for a playoff spot, you have the team that's in front of you in the division, an opportunity to sweep them in the series. You have your ace on the mound. He's had better road splits in his career just in general. Once you say this is time to go for the throat, yes. you got to go win this game. Well, we've been saying that. Do you think time. Craig Council pulls Corbin Burns early from today's start? No, because I've heard him talking. Well. Now, if Corbin Burns is getting lit up and all of a sudden it's the fifth inning and he's given up four you, runs. You mean like when Freddie Peralta had a no hitter? I'm talking going about if it's like Craig six, pulled him at 87 pitches and Burns has given up a run or two and he's got like eight to 10 strikeouts and he's at like 91 pitches. How how do you take him off the mound? It's a game you got to win. You just had a bullpen game. Who's fresh in your bullpen? Nobody. Now, Rowdy, you said this is me, setting up for this should be a game in which well, they ride, ride Corbin Burns unless he completely falls apart. Uh, ben Kenny just walked in here. Uh, it's going to be the Bills and how did I do this again? Uh, the 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 Kenny and Bills Michaels show coming up here because Bill's gone. I'm sure Grant will tell us uh, from ten to two of uh, why Corbin Burns should be pulled with a perfect game in five innings, uh, sitting at sixty seven pitches. Good morning. Uh, so I'm sure he'll Grant talk about that coming up. Good morning, Benjamin. What's hey. up? What's uh, we're not talking about that stuff today. Listen I'm just to- I'm just saying maybe I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just saying maybe Grant will probably uh, you know opine away about why uh, someone who's throwing a perfect game should be pulled in a crunch time for playoffs. You're talking about the Twins last night. No, I was talking about Burns tonight. Oh, a guy got pulled with a no-hitter in the eighth inning. Yeah, Rowdy sent me a good video, too, of your guy Gabe Kapler getting screamed at. (laughs) Gabe Kapler. Beauty. What happened in that video, Rowdy? He is. He he took out the relief pitcher, or the, the pitcher. Pitcher was not happy, said some stuff to him. They then went down into the... The little uh, the dugout and then into the hallway and had a discussion. Pitcher was now an option to triple A. 
<laughs> Kapler doesn't take that kind of stuff. He's a culture guy. I, w- I would argue that the pitcher was in the right. Well, well, I'm sure Grant will tell us why you and Gabe Kapler were or you were wrong. Kepler's right coming up here. Maybe. I haven't seen Kapler win any World Series as a manager. <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, what happened? To I the didn't. T- I didn't see him back up any of the uh, success that they had last year. Where well, he was won a- it as a player multiple times. Well, said manager. I said manager. I, yeah, Joe he- Girardi won it as a manager and a player. Oh, yes, he earned his stripes. Grow up. He earned his <laughs> stripes. Grow, grow up. up. That's, that's a that's fact. Been, yeah, that's been reverts. That's been he reverts to that insult. That- I've never seen Craig Council win one as a manager, but I saw him win two as a player. That's valid. That's, that's why he's a legend. So, uh, what Joe Ryan was pulled last night for the Twins. Yeah. What was he sitting at? I guess I could go look at the bottom. Actually, I got a question for you. 100 through so, 7. Gabe Kapler was always a guy when he was playing. He was never like a he was never a star, but he was like a guy that's going to play extremely hard and do whatever it took for the team, correct? Yeah, he was a utility guy. Exactly. But he always had like the FU mentality, like if you get in my face, I will hit you in the mouth. Hell yeah. I don't yeah, see that with Craig Council. I don't think that discussion ever would have happened in the uh, dugout slash uh, clubhouse where Craig Council sends some guy uh, out of there. And then the next thing you know that uh, he's going to AAA. I feel like that would be a one sided discussion with the players screaming at Craig Council. <laughs> Craig Council looking like a deer in the headlights. And then all of a sudden the front office taking up the mantle saying we can't have that. You can't talk to your manager like that. You're in AAA. I don't think Craig Council would be the one barking. I can't disagree with that. Kapler's a culture guy. Kapler. <sighs> Good that, looking guy too. I'll just say he's, he's, on, he's definitely on Team Handsome. Yeah. He's, he's there. Big yoga guy actually. Hey, it's all the raging sports. Yeah. Oh, if I, I, I wish I could have been that pitcher. I would have bitched him out so hard in that yeah, they they would have had to have. They would have sent you to single A. They would have had to have closed the the club attending kids. Carry me off on a stretcher. He says it a lot about situations <laughs> that happens. If I was that guy, oh. well, if you were that guy, hopefully you would have been pitching better. If I was Cor- <laughs> if I was Corbin Burns, I wouldn't be re-signing with the Brewers. Yeah, who's this? Line one, Kapler, Gabe. Is that you? Screw Gabe Kapler. I hate him. Oh, is he in the D? What's up? I can't stand Gabe Kapler just because he spurned me on a bat once. So. He won a World Series for your Red Sox. I know, but he still screw him. Okay. I, like, I just say it. I, I don't like the guy. You call him like you see him, Z, right? I call him like I see him. Screw Gabe Kapler. Screw the Bears. 